Hi, everybody. My name is Anne. I am a very grateful, compulsive eater, abstinent, one day at a time by the grace of God. And where to, it's always where to begin. And I was a normal kid until I was 12 and broke my foot and spent four months in a non-walking cast. And that's where it all began. Gained, you know, a bunch of weight then. Never really lost it. Uh, when, you know, got in high school, that was my first real round of dieting. Lost, you know, got back to a normal weight. That lasted a very short time. Got married, got pregnant, put on a whole bunch of weight. That's the first time, uh, 20 years old, I went over the 200 mark. Uh, just, and then started the whole rigmarole. Am I on a diet, losing weight, or am I off a diet and binging my brains out, regaining everything I I lost, and then some. I like to say I never lost weight. I sent it on vacation, and it always came back with souvenirs. You know, fast forward many years, this, this pattern went on throughout my life, raising my kids. You know, never had the energy to do the things I wanted to do. Uh, my highest recorded weight is 337 pounds. And, you know, if I was seven foot five, that might be a good weight, but for a five foot seven woman, that's a whole lot of weight over. Um, I was a very good dieter. I was very good. I lost a hundred pounds twice. I lost 90 pounds three times and countless dozens of times where I'd lose 10, 20, 30, 40. You know, I was a great dieter. Unfortunately, I was a better binger. So now we're going to, you know, jump ahead and I'm in, uh, it's 2007. I have, I'm 50, 54 years old. Uh, I have a sick mother, a sick husband, a mentally ill daughter, and I work for the New York City Department of Education. Chaos and stress, no matter where I turned. And I really thought, I was losing my mind, and they were preparing a bed in the mental hospital next to my daughter for me. So I called up mental health, and I went to a therapist, uh, to to a therapist who sent me to, you know, the first thing they like to do is send you to the doctor to get drugs. Doctor said to me, why are you here? I said, because uh, I've I've got to get my food under control because my life is better. I didn't understand that I had it backwards. I needed to get my life in order and the food would be quiet. But I didn't know that. And this guy who didn't know me for five minutes said, diets don't work, have surgery. Well, you know, my first was, whoa, the magic wand. I'm going to, you know, get this. Luckily, the the intellect, intellectual me, the, you know, intelligent person said, hey, Settle down, girl. If you have surgery, you'll be one of those statistics because you will not stop eating. You will eat, you will explode the stomach, and you will bleed to death. And I really knew that and I, because my eating has absolutely nothing to do with my stomach. So, you know, when I was eating, I would eat until I was in pain from being overly full, lay down for an hour or two, get up and eat some more. Now, that's not something messing with my stomach is going to change. You can take my stomach out, chop it up, 
use it to fertilize the flowers, and I'm still going to eat. So, you know, went back to the therapist who said, okay, I want you to go to OA. Unfortunately, I had gone to OA many, many, many years before and had a, had a bad experience. You know, they're, they, they're not common, but they happen. I always tell people, be careful how you talk to newcomers because I was pushed away from OA for 30 years. And this therapist just twisted my arm until I said yes. So my idea was I was going to go to one meeting, hate it, and go back and tell her, I told you so. I picked the meeting for no other reason, but it was the most convenient time, and I could get it over with. Well, I went to that place, walked in, and I like to say I probably had that deer in the headlights look because this lovely lady walked up to me and said, are you new? And I kind of like, uh-huh. She goes, well, welcome. And she gave me a hug. And if I could tell you that hug given to me by Mary B. in what was probably the ugliest room in OA in March 19, 2007, is probably why you can hear my voice at this time, because I seriously doubt that I would still be alive. I had many health issues, but there was something there. And I was also introduced to service. They said, at the, I would say my first service was actually walking in the door, because everybody you on the phone like, line right now are doing service and you're helping in my recovery. The end of the meeting, they said, we're having a business meeting. Do you want to stay? I didn't know what they were talking about, but these people wanted me. So I said, uh-huh. And at the business meeting, they were, we're having an anniversary meeting next. They were, so, they were so chipper and jolly and, you know, I was not. So I was like, whoa, anniversary meeting, what's that? But they asked me if I wanted to help. I said, okay. So I I got to bring a bag of Splenda for their anniversary. That was my service. And it also got me coming back. Because remember, my plan was to go one time, hate it, and tell the therapist I told you so. But there was something there. I didn't know what it was at that point. But I knew these people got me. They understand and then they read, Welcome Home. And if you don't know Welcome Home, call me, look it up online, find it, because that's where I said, oh, my God, how do these people know how I live? How do they know that, you know, I hide to eat, that there is food under my pillow in the drawer, you know, because I don't want to share. No, because nobody knew this. I was the only, there wasn't another person on the face of the earth who did with food what I did. And yet here were people who were saying they did it too. And here is something that it's written down that they do that. At that meeting, I was given the gift of identification. And the following week when I went back, because I had this service of bringing the splendor, 
there was a hundred pounder. One of the speakers was a hundred pounder. And I always say she gave me the gift of hope because she was this tall, beautiful woman. And yet she used to be a hundred pounds heavier. And she didn't promise that it was going to be easy or, but because I knew I could lose the weight yet again. I'd done it before. But she offered me the hope that if I lost it, it would stay off for more than 10 minutes. What a gift that was, which is why I always love to speak at 100-pounders meetings, because I want people who were where I was. I was totally hopeless. I want to offer you the gift of hope. It is the most precious gift that I was given. And then they tell me, okay, you have to be abstinent, but they don't tell you what that is. Oh, yeah, you get to pretty much choose your own. Okay. Well, I, you know, remember I said I didn't really want to be there. So I said, you got it. Three meals, two snacks, and anything goes. Now, I don't recommend people start with that, but I do recommend you start where you can. You know, you can't go from where I was, which was grazing 24 hours a day, to eating, you know, a thousand calories a day. It's not going to happen or it's not going to happen in a sustainable way. I always tell people, start where you can and slowly tweak. You know, I've been tweaking my program now for 16 years. As I said, March 19th, 2007 is my rebirthday. I celebrate that as my rebirthday. But then, you know, I knew that wasn't going to be enough. So I slowly tweak the food plan. But I also, they said, you got to work the steps. Tried to find a sponsor. Couldn't find one right away, but I was so desperate. I had that gift of desperation. I got the book. I got the workbook. I started answering those questions, and then I found a sponsor, and she took me through the first three steps. She, you know, we did four and five. We just, because recovery lies in the steps. Any good food plan can get you to lose weight. But if you want recovery, which is the freedom from the need to to constantly be feeding yourself, that's in the steps. Now, I'm going to fast forward to last year because I want to give you a warning. And that is don't get complacent. See, I was one of those Miss OAs. I was doing great. I, I did service at the meeting level, intergroup level, region level. I even went all the way up to world service. Been there, done that. I was, you know, popular speaker. I went to three or four meetings a week. I was doing it all. But I started to get complacent. And things got, you know, crazy in my life, which they do from time to time. You know, everybody... We have good periods in our lives and we have crazy. So my food plan was getting a little sloppy and I noticed the scale going up and I would tell myself, oh, you know, I'm really, I'm really struggling a little with the food and blah, blah, blah. And after maybe six months or so of this, I'm like, the weight's getting, this is, this isn't a pound or two anymore. This is now I'm, you know, up 50 this is not good and I was at a meeting that's one thing I thank God I never stopped going to meetings 
and we were at a big book meeting and we read the story Crossing the River of Denial and it hit me. I've been in denial. I was in relapse. And I looked back. As I, I've been doing the workbook a, a workbook a year for years now. A, a step a month just because I have to focus. I can't forget for one minute who I am. And I had gotten complacent and lazy and hadn't done my workbook in about six months. And I had to admit I was in denial and I was in relapse. And I worked, I worked hard, got got out of it. Uh, my abstinence date, I still say the March 19th, 2007 is my rebirth day. But my abstinence date is December 1st, 2022. And as much as that first God-giving abstinence that came, was thrown at me on day one, this is just a bigger God. And if you don't, oh, and if the word God bothers you, it's just the name I give my higher power. You know, it doesn't matter. But I know this was a God-given abstinence because, as I said, December 1st, I got my abstinence. December 4th, my mother, was, who was 100 years old, was diagnosed with COVID. And I cannot imagine where I would be had I had to go through that uh, December, January, and February if I was an abstinent. I guarantee you I would have gained at least 30, probably closer to 50 pounds in, in those three months. My mother was sick. She almost died. She was supposed to die in December. She, she got a little better, but wasn't really getting better. As I said, she was 100 years. And then in February, we, we were told, you know, they uh, couldn't even give her IV fluids anymore. And, she, you know, we knew that meant it was days. So, but I actually, in that time between when she got the COVID and the time she died, I actually lost weight. That's, that's a freaking miracle. But that's only because I was abstinent. And I did not have to eat. And how did I do it? Because I was working the steps. I kept in touch with, with my fellows. I kept in touch with my sponsor. I did step work all through it because I don't want to go back. I lived in hell before I came into program. Relapse was purgatory because even in my relapse, I still went to meetings. I never went all the way back. Thank you, God. Now I work I work my program. I've, I've tightened up on my food plan. It's it's a you know we all have to find one that works for us, and I found one that works well for me. It is got clear cut parameters without being a tiny five box. minutes. Thank you. That I can't wiggle out of. You know, because I don't do well if you put me into too t- tight a box. I rebel way too much. I'm a spoiled seven year old kid. But I do step work. I work the steps in one way or another every single day. Uh, whether it's reading from the 12 and 12, reading from uh, the big book, uh, doing a, a nightly 10th step. I got But I have to take steps one, two, and three every single day. I have to admit every day I am a compulsive eater. And my life is unmanageable. Step two, something's out there has got to be 
stronger than me. Because of myself, I ate myself up to 337 pounds. And that, that something is what I call God, and I'm going to give it to him. God, take all this nonsense, all the stuff that's going on, all the negativity, the, what's on the news, what's in my family, whatever. I got to do that every day. And we, when we, step 10 is really doing four, five, six, seven, eight, nine every day. And if you're doing them every day, then if you do a bigger one, it's easy. Like I said, I do the workbook every, so I do, I do step four every year. Four is, is easy now because I dealt with it. Nine, I had nobody but me to put on my amends list this year because I do it now every day. If I screw up, notice I said, not even if, it's when I screw up because I'm still human and I have issues. But I, I make amends right away. I don't let it fester. My relationships are better. And 11, I've got to keep in conscious contact with God. I've got to continue to build that relationship. Any relationship you want to be good, you have to work on it. So I work on it. And, and step 12 is practice these principles. And I tell people all the time, if you don't know what the principles are, look them up. Because, you know, we can, it's easy to say and practice these principles in all our affairs. But if you don't know what they are, you can't practice them and live them. So, you know, check out, you know what the principles are, know how we're trying to live, and then share it. I can't keep what I don't give away. Stepping back from service, you know, it's finding balance in your life. I was doing too much service, but I backed off too much and was doing not enough, which is why I, when I'm asked to speak, I speak. Because if one word that I said tonight, gives you the little bit of hope. If you hear, heard something tonight that you could, it's not from me because I got nothing to say. Otherwise, I wouldn't have needed to lose all that weight. I would never have weighed 337 pounds if I had the answers. And if I had all the answers, I never would have gone into relapse. So if you heard something tonight, your higher power was speaking through me. I always ask God to, to give me a word that somebody needs to hear. I'll just leave you with, if I can do it, Anybody can do it. It works if you work it. Recovery lies in the steps, and recovery is the most awesome place you will ever live. Thanks for letting me share.